It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to Episode 7 of the second series of the CORE 2020 Podcasts. Uh, For this one, you know, we've already talked a little bit in some of the previous episodes we've had uh, through talking about the resources specifically. We've talked about the general flow that is found throughout the CORE 2020 tool. In this case, uh, or in this episode rather, we're going to start with our first deeper dive into that specific um, flow and the specific sections. So we're going to talk about the policy, the procedure, the implementation, and then document and record control in in four separate episodes here. This being the first, you can probably guess that this one is going to be about policy statements. So in this case, I've got Peter Smith here with me. Uh, he may be familiar if you've listened to some of the other episodes so far. Uh, Peter, can you go ahead and just tell us what your role is? Sure. Um, Currently, I'm a lead auditor with the core department, and my main role is overseeing uh, the associate auditor network and working with our third-party auditors. Awesome. And then my name is Marn Gamble. Uh, I'm a core consultant with the IHSA, and uh, in terms of your certification, you're probably going to have contact with me in terms of the review of your internal audit submission and providing you results. Uh, so in terms of policy statement, this is our first concept that's, uh, you know, repeated throughout the tool. We've talked about this a few times, how, you know, everything element two and beyond follows the same flow. Um, so within that concept, where are we finding the reference to policy statements in the tool? So so where are you going to find these are the, the core audit tool, core 2020 starts like uh, the previous core audit tool where first element, health and safety policy statement. And this is your overall statement for the entire program. Um, and and it, that, that element spells out what the requirements are. The audit questions are uh, looking for specific requirements that are stated within that policy. Now, there, there are other policy requirements, and you're going to find these through elements 2 through 14 and uh, plus the sub-elements. And each topic, each, each of those elements and sub-elements, the first question is going to have a requirement for a policy statement. They don't need to be complicated, right? These are, okay. <laughs> the first one, we wordsmithed it. We asked, we've got specific requirements for statements in there. We're going to leave this up to you, right? I can, I can feel the stress levels rising as people are listening. One for each one? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> Absolutely. Helping. And I guess that's why we're here, to demystify some of this. Right? Perfect. Okay. So an additional requirement? Yes, but it doesn't need to be complicated. Perfect. That's good news. Yeah. Um, needs to address the element topic. Right. So it's just got to be specific to that element and uh, needs to capture the idea of the definition. Good point. This is one of those words bolded and defined in the tool. So um, I've got that on hand. I'm going to read it for us just because it's important, I think, to um, set this off with the definition. And that is that a policy is a general commitment, direction or intention that is formally stated by top management. A quality policy statement should express top management's commitment to the implementation and improvement of its management system. So, you know, when I look at that and I look at the definition, I'm seeing the idea that, okay, a policy from the definition needs to have that idea of commitment, direction, or intention. When I'm looking at what you said about um, the elements themselves being captured, you know, the element topics are each described just below the element heading. Uh, in terms of what the element is intended to sort of capture. 
So, you know, I'd probably look at that as well in terms of what is the intent of this element overall. Are there other considerations for the policy statement? That is really the, the keys there, right? It's um, you're specifying your commitment, direction or intention. Um, I guess some of the other things to keep in mind is it doesn't necessarily have to be titled as a policy statement. Okay, yeah. Now, we've seen some audit submissions come in where organizations have decided to call it a commitment statement or apply another name to it. And, you know, it's going to be cross-referenced and highlighted to that specific audit question. Mm-hmm. So, so we know what they're intending to show us as being that policy statement. We'll read through it and then we compare it to that definition. And if the content of it hits that, it shows that uh, senior management's commitment, direction or intention... Uh, we're good from a content standpoint, we're going to be good. And whether that's a couple sentences, a couple paragraphs or beyond, uh, up to the organization as well, how they want to, uh, how they want to state that. The other things we're going to look for is that it is signed by the senior management representative, uh, current, so current to within the year. And it, we check that by the date, right? So it's going to have the date on it when it was last, uh, uh, reviewed and approved by the senior management individual. So in terms of who should sign it? How would we kind of try to make that judgment call when we're looking at it? Yeah, you want to be consistent with all your policy statements throughout the uh, uh, throughout the manual. So, so I would suggest that it be the um, senior management overseeing the health and safety management system. Right? We have we we do have a requirement looking for a senior management rep that oversees the core process and one that oversees the management system. It would make sense that the owner of the management system is the one signing off and approving these. Yeah, that does make sense. Um, and so where are we looking for that signature? You know, we're, we're going to be, um, uh, we're, we're not going to be rigid with this, right? It, it's, it's we, we find organizations that are signing it right after the policy. And they might have a couple couple sentences and it's dated, signed, and then that on that same page, it jumps into the procedure. We're good with that. Uh, they might sign the, um, have a similar format, but they've signed it following the procedure. We're good with that also. Um, if it's in the header or footer on that page, we're okay with that. So as long as the signature applies to the section referenced for that commitment, direction, or intention, that's going to work. That's going to work for us. Okay. Okay, Pete, I know you answered this, but do we really need a separate policy statement for every topic? Why is Core 2020 asking for that? It's the question of the hour. It is the it? question of the hour. <laughs> it is the one that comes through and uh, yeah, it, it keeps uh, keeps us hopping at core. I just say .ca, but yes, you, you do need a policy statement for each element and sub-element. Um, not unlike core, right? We, we did have elements uh, that did have a requirement for a, a policy and then a procedure. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we were, we're looking for that consistent flow and we've, we've applied that to core 2020 and this is... Uh, uh, part of the requirement there. So yes, we are requiring for each, but it's not meant to be a rigid requirement that's wordsmith like that first overall health and safety policy statement. You know, we're, the content is up to you as long as it meets that definition requirement, how you sign it or the format, those are up to you. It's a separate page or it's a couple sentences above the procedure. Uh, up to you, right? Just make it sure it's distinct and then we can uh, easily identify it and make sure it's identified through that internal audit submission. And we're, we're good with that. I'm going to throw a question at you here, Pete. Um, you know, in terms of why we're doing that policy statement to avoid, uh, you know, I'm doing it because CORE said so, because that's not our favorite reason for any system development. Um, what does having that policy statement in place for each of those things do for a firm? So we're... we're 
the the overall management system should be the senior management's vision of how health and safety is going to be managed in the organization. And as they 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 look at that and they review it and and uh, reconfirm their commitment to that on an annual basis by looking at each element and saying yes, I am committed to it, and this is how we're going to be showing that commitment. Um, that, that that's the intent behind it is really to um, uh, have senior management uh, identify and reconfirm their commitment to to the specific elements itself and the, the overall management system on an annual basis. So theoretically, because these are, you know, through the, the core 2020 tool, um, these have been identified as part of that system for, as part of our system, for um, as being major topics, which is why they're important to have that commitment attached to them. But if an organization felt there were other topics that were critical to them as an organization, would it make sense for them to follow the same format for, for those? as well? For sure. Yeah. We, we've seen organizations that have um, uh, policies for environmental protection, oh, yeah. or they might have okay. one that uh, reflects their um, uh, their requirements for uh, accessibility in AODA. So it, it's we've got specific ones that we're going to be auditing for core. That doesn't necessarily mean that has to be the only driver for content within your health and safety management system. Fair enough. And, and I think at the end of the day, what, what we're really looking for with this structure that has been, you know, developed into the, the tool with the policy procedure implementation and document and record control is that concept of building a health and safety manual that's not just a manual, but it's a system where the pieces make sense together, they flow, they look familiar, and they're really user-friendly. For, for the staff. So if the staff can start every key topic with this idea that the senior manager is driving it, that really fits into that concept of building the system. Yeah, it's a powerful message, right? When you've got that top person in an organization saying this is how they expect things to happen or this is how they want things to move forward and they're committed to that idea, it's a lot more powerful than an auditor showing up and saying, you know, you should do this. That's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So we get that part out of the way <laughs> at the front of the element. Perfect. <laughs> so I really think that our discussion today probably, you know, answered the question of the hour. Um, you know, do we need to have one for each? And, and some of the nuance uh, around how that needs to look or potential nuance, detail. Um, and, you know, I think it's been a, a good conversation. I'd like to thank you for for that. And I think that maybe we've equipped our clients to go through now and, and get that two points per per policy statement throughout the entire audit tool, which, you know, it adds up. It's a good one. Um, and so do you have one or two words, short sentence, that's going to uh, lead us out here today? Yeah, it, it first, focus on the definition for the policy statement. And really, because from a content standpoint, that's the hardest. Like current, signed, dated, those are all easy ideas that are within that audit question. But the idea of focusing on the definition from a content standpoint, I think is going to put you in the best position to be successful with this. True. That's really the measuring stick that we're we're holding it up to when we score it is is the definition. For sure. Yeah. If it, Before I review a core 2020 audit submission, I look at that definition specifically myself and just as a reminder. And then I'm going to go through and read the, the policy statements. And it, it actually becomes a, a, a pretty straightforward exercise then. It does. Well, thanks again, Peter. It's a good one. Excellent. Thanks, Martin.
the IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to IHSA Safety Podcast.ca. Thanks for listening.